I'm so full right now. Yeah? I'm, I'm struggling. Struggler? I'm straight struggling. Struggler. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me, dead. I'm chaotic. Jewel. What? I couldn't think of something. <laughs> so, sort of, like, there's fucking, I don't even think we have jewels in this country. They're like those little e-cigarette things. Oh my god, okay. I thought you meant, like, jewels, like, gems. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Also, I'm Amanda. Do you remember Joel's? Joel's. What are Joel's? Like, a like, dude named Joel? No, they were like little You mean like gummy, little gummy things? things? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know what you're talking about, yeah. I remember those. That's a throwback. Mm. How's it going? I resubscribed to World of Warcraft. God help me. <laughs> now, I've only subscribed for a month because I didn't pay for the month. Okay. But if I'm re-employed in a month's time, I might consider extending it. Okay. Goodbye. So, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. Um, it's happening again. <laughs> I haven't played WoW in such a long time. I tend to play it. My current play thing with it seems to be come back a few months before the new expansion, play through the first few months of the new expansion, stop, and then come back and finish, like, Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played WoW consistently since the Panda expansion. I definitely don't play it like I did back in Burning Crusade days. Mm. Um, it's not quite the same anymore. It's not. I do miss the social aspects of it. The actual game itself is a lot better. Well, I have no friends, so... <laughs> Why are you always like this? <laughs> oh, dear. What else is happening? Not much. Not much? Long weekend. Didn't really do anything. Well, we can't really do anything. So I, I guess because we are, again, recording this on a Sunday, how do you feel about what Dan Andrews said today? What did he say? I didn't even watch it. Nothing ha- Nothing changes. Yeah, no, nothing has changed because well, they have a backlog of tests to be processed from the Preston outbreak. Which I think is the right thing to do. Same. <laughs> Yeah. So for those who don't know, here, I, I might have mentioned it last week, or it came up during the week, but a family that was isolating in Melbourne sent their kids to school while they had a family member who had tested positive for COVID and they were meant to be at home isolating. So that kid was coming into contact regularly, directly with someone who had COVID. Yep. So and they ridiculous. sent him to school and now they've had to close down two schools and <sighs> isolate 500 people. And Yep. Nice. And apparently um, they said in the press conference today that 11 households are now being tracked because of the outbreak. So uh, I guess it just goes to prove that like one person can make a huge impact when it comes to this, you know, Rona thing. Yeah. And we can't like we can't blame the kid. It's not the kid's fault he was sent to school. No. Uh, but the parents may be a bit of confusion there, a bit of a mis- definitely a mistake. Yeah, definitely. They seem to think there was like confusion about whether or not he should be going to school or not. So that's why they sent him, even though. If there was confusion, wouldn't it be, have been safer to keep him home? <sighs> From the sounds of it, it sounds like there might have been a language barrier involved. See, I've heard that too, but then I've also heard other things where people are saying, no, everything was provided to them in their language. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not them. I'm not dealing with it directly. I have no idea what happened. But, it, I mean, it does. It does. It just goes to show how quickly it can spread and how it can get out of control. And look, you know, I was hoping that things were going to be brought forward, personally. Not much. But, like, some of it I was hoping we b- would be brought forward. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, well, realistically, it's just put us back on the original schedule. Exactly. Nothing's really changed. Potentially, we could still have the same announcement on Wednesday. Oh, is he announcing Wednesday? Because all they're doing is going through the backlog. Mm. So he's saying that if there aren't, you know, huge numbers in that backlog, he'll make the announcement on Wednesday that he was going to make today. Okay. So nothing's really changed because apparently the announcement today wasn't going to go live until Wednesday anyway. But he's a dictator. Ah! <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's almost amusing to me, like reading people saying that. I'm like, the mere fact that you can get on Twitter and say he's a dictator means that he's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I don't. I I get the feeling that a lot of people don't put it into perspective. Yeah, they're like, oh, what's happened to us here in Victoria is just like what. Gaddafi and Saddam and all those classic dictators did. (laughs) Khmer Rouge? Wow, they were nothing compared to Dan Andrews and his (laughs) lockdown. Fucks. I I don't know, like... Was Khmer Rouge even a dictatorship? I have no idea, to be honest. Or whatever. The point is, (laughs) it's not that bad. It's just, it's... Like, 
I I feel for him, and I, I put this on Twitter today, which was actually pretty well received. I was surprised. I was expecting some hate comments, but you know, I really feel for him. If he had got up there today and said, "Yep, we're opening up more because the numbers are uh, on average are under five. people, people like, would what be about outraged. Cases? Oh. What about the outbreak? What is he doing about that? That that would have been the outrage then. But because he's announced nothing. Now the outrage is that he's keeping us in longer. I feel like there's no good answer that he could give at this point. People are going to be mad either way. Yeah. So might as well just do what I'm assuming the advice he's getting and the best thing to do for everyone. Yeah. The end. <laughs> well, shall we get into it then? What are your stories like this week? Bit of a doom and gloom. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are you doing the doom and gloom? I usually do the doom and gloom. It's just what came up, all right? <laughs> are all your stories like that? Yep. Really? Yeah. I don't think this has ever happened before. Well, it did. And you're all winging it because you ran out of time to do notes. Yes, but it'll be fine because all of my stories are pretty short and sweet and to the point. Okay. Well, I think I'll start then so in the hopes that we end on a good note. Unlike last week where I thought I'd ended on a good note and then... Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a bummer. I was yep. pretty upset about that. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. But just before you start, are you okay? Yeah, why? It's just unusual for you to pick three doom and gloom stories. Oh. Is this a reflection of your mental state? Are you okay? Maybe subconsciously, I don't know. I am struggling to get out of bed in the mornings. and I guess it's kind of hard when you don't have a set time that you have to. Yeah, and no job and nothing to do. You talk to me. You're busy at work. Fair. Anyway, so we're heading into fly season. Yep. In Australia. And it, well, it might have actually already started. I'm not too sure on that. I don't know when it officially We have starts. had fires, but I'm not sure that fire yeah. season's really started. Which is an odd thing to say on this weekend when the entire eastern half of the country is being <laughs> flooded with rain. Look, um, it's one or the other in Australia, it's on fire or it's flooding. That's it. Well, I, don't, I haven't heard about any floods yet, but there's been a lot of rainfall this weekend in Australia, on the, at least on the eastern seaboard, like the entire length of it. It's quite a lot. Uh, but it's not going to save us. Sorry? It's not going to save us. The rain? No. Might delay it for a bit. Quote, The status quo is no longer enough to defend us from the impact of global warming and the increasing challenges to the security of our nation. That's Dominique Hogan Dorner, she's the senior counsel assisting the Royal Commission, um, which is warning that difficult decisions need to be made to protect Australia from natural disasters. So this is looking into Australia's natural disaster response in the past 11 years. Okay. Uh, I guess in light of how bad it was last, last year. year. Yeah. Which okay. Makes sense. I stand by this year won't be as bad because there's not much left to burn. The year after that's probably going to be bad again, though. Yeah, it would. It'll definitely be interesting to see what happens this year. But I, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be as bad. Yeah. I mean, there were like those days in the city in Melbourne where I could barely see in front of me. Like it was mm. ridiculous. Like I've never seen anything like it. Before. And we were like barely hit in Melbourne with smoke. Yeah. Yeah. So over the past four months, the Royal Commission has heard how Australia's national disaster arrangements were stretched every year between 2009 and 2020. Okay. There is a lack of consistency in the warning messages that are sent out for disasters. So I've never gotten one because I've never, thankfully, never been in a disaster zone. Same. But like, for those who have, and I'm sure everyone knows now, when you're in a disaster zone, you get sent text messages telling you what's going on and what you should do, but apparently they're not very good. Well, my grandmother was caught up. She got That's evacuated right. three times last year. She doesn't use a mobile phone. It was this year. Oh, this year. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I know, right? It feels like so ages ago. <laughs> and yeah, she got evacuated three times, but she does not use a mobile phone. Mm. So I hope that they're not going to start relying on that because, I mean, for her, it took someone actually knocking on her door and telling her to get out. And if what no one had. Yeah, exactly. Additionally, there's failures in critical infrastructure and just general confusion about how you should actually plan for an evacuation. Okay. So the past year... In Australia, we've gone from having a drought to the bushfires, mm -hmm. to the floods that ended the bushfires. Yep. And now we're in a pandemic. <laughs> what a year. Yeah. So the insurance bill has racked up to $3.8 billion. Not surprised. And on top of this, the health effects of the bushfire smoke alone has cost the system another $2 billion. <sighs> Jeez. Because that's it. Like, I don't think that many people died in the fires, which was good. Yeah. A lot of property got destroyed. But how many people are going to have lifelong health issues now because of those fires? And or just people who may have had like mild asthma before that mm. would have been made worse from breathing that in all the time. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, the disasters and everything's only going to get more frequent and worse from now. Because this was like a prelude. Because, you know, climate change. This was a, this is like, this will be nothing. In yeah. hindsight, we're going to be like, 2020's bushfire season could have been worse. Are you saying that's going to get worse? 2023's? Are you saying it's going to get worse because of climate change? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, I will note, this article doesn't really go much into specifics. That's why I'm kind of having to be vague, because it didn't give me any specifics. 
which okay. is sort of reporting on the Royal Commission into it. Uh, the commission does suggest, though, that we move to a national disaster system instead of it currently being state by state. Okay. I can see how there was issues communicating between the different states, because obviously mm. they do things differently. And, you know, the bushfires and shit. The natural disasters don't care about state lines. Just no, like coronavirus not. doesn't care about 2020 ending. Mm. If you think it's going to go away on midnight for some reason, which people seem to think. I don't know why. People that's like, weird. I don't know why you would think that. Can't wait for January 1st to finally go out again. No. No, that's not no. how it works. <laughs> You're probably not going out on New Year's Eve either. <laughs> oh, I wonder if we'll get to watch the North Korean New Year's Eve again. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's worth noting, actually, that this is the first time a Royal Commission's ever been held entirely online. Interesting. Yeah. I can't, I think that's like one thing I hope that we get from this. Well, there's actually a problem with that is um, usually these commissions go and have like big town hall meetings in affected communities. Right. So people can they actually give their opinion. About yeah, what okay. it was like to actually be a poor well, citizen in the situation. Why couldn't they do that online? How are you going to organize that online? You can do that through Zoom. I suppose so. But they didn't. Okay. So the people actually affected by the bushfires barely got to have a proper say in it. Damn. I think you could write in submissions and things. Okay. But yeah. The other, the other side of that is that how many of those communities are made up of older people who wouldn't have access to technology? Or realize they could even do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Buckle up and put pressure on your government to improve things. I, I, <laughs> I do worry that because, you know, pandemic, that, that all that stuff's been put on the back burner. Yeah, definitely. Like all of like the fire preparations, all of the um, uh, stuff about climate change, like no one's thinking about that anymore. No. And if anything, we're using more disposable stuff now because pandemic. Yeah, well, it's like you go to Maccas and stuff now and your straw comes in a plastic sleeve. Yeah, which, like, I get, but also not good for the environment. Like, there's got to be a better way. I mean, the yeah. better way is to just not use plastic straws at all. Yeah. But. You know what they should do at Maccas? They should change the cup entirely to a sippy cup. You know that little plastic thing they put on the top of it? Make it a sippy cup. I think you could keep it exactly the same. And what if they sold McDonald's branded metal straws? Hello? Money opportunities. I like my idea of a sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. Just real quick one. Okay. So basically, we're probably fucked. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so were any politicians involved in that? No. Nothing in the article mentioned. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I feel like in the news these days, we hear a lot from our premiers. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you heard from Scott Morrison? Mm-hmm. Personally? Or? <laughs> no, in the media. <laughs> I don't know. Is he, is he in Hawaii again? <laughs> he might as fucking well be. He, um, oh, no, you know, I think the last thing I saw was he was, again, out pretending to build Budding's furniture. Like a rabbit cubby or something for his kids. Oh. Why is that being reported on? To make him seem like he's a human. Yeah, well, I feel bad if people are buying that. No, but seriously, like, how how much are we... Uh, that That's not, like, PR pieces. Yeah, I can't say I've heard much from him at all. The only thing I've seen is that one clip that was going around on Twitter the other day where he was saying, if you're good at your job, you'll get one. Yes. Which that is would be the last thing I saw. The most me. fucking stupid thing I've ever heard. But, you know, like the 700 people per available job, you just have to be good at it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So how, anyway, how do you prove you're good at it if you don't already have it, though? How many other people are good at their job? What's not to say that at least just half of those good people are good at their job? Just because you're good at your job doesn't mean you can be fired. And, I mean, you've proved that you cannot be good at the job and still keep it. Perfect your whole career example. is built on failure. Scott Morrison. <laughs> so I actually retweeted that and said, how did you get the job then? Because you're not good at it. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't really heard very much from Scott Morrison at all. Like, I don't really think that he's talking about the pandemic. I haven't seen anything. I checked the news a few times a week, have not heard anything. And the thing that popped up for me today about him, instead of talking about what Scott Morrison's doing for our country in this, you know, unique time, mm-hmm. the media's reporting on him Buying shit at Bunnings. Told you. So this is an entire article about how he got a inflatable Santa Claus on top of a shark that was on his Christmas list to put in his yard. Oh, it's not even challenging to put up. It inflates itself. And like the photo that was published to his social media was like him pointing at the box with his wife next to him looking unimpressed. Good. Which honestly, it looks terrible. I'd be unimpressed too. <laughs> I'm just so baffled. Why is this the thing they're reporting on in regards to the leader of our country? Well, isn't Parliament on holiday or something again? Didn't he cancel it for like Are you six serious? <laughs> Does he do anything? He believes some kind of god put him there and he wanks about coal. Mm. Probably. Probably. Probably gets his wife to dress up in a coal suit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Rudd. Put, uh, not Rudd, sorry. Do not. Do not. Oh, Miss Como, 
please dress up as the dirty coal miner again. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just thought this was very interesting because look at like some of the shit. And not just Dan Andrews. Other premiers are getting a lot of shit from the media about how they're coping with things. Mm. But ScoMo gets to talk about an inflatable shark in the media. Yay. Does anyone anyone else see the problem with that? Shouldn't he be talking more about like what's going on with Berejiklian and shit like that? Yeah. Like that's a major issue. She's not having a good year. No. I do feel a bit bad for her in, in, in this situation. You just dated a shitty guy. How many women have dated shitty guys? It just so happens that she's a public servant, so her dirty laundry gets aired. Wasn't she involved in corruption? He was. There's no With proof her that she was. assistance, right. I haven't really looked into it. From what I understand, I haven't really looked into it either, so this is a very mm. terrible summary. From what I understand, she was in a relationship with someone who did get done for corruption. Yeah. She continued that relationship with him after. So they were together before he got busted and she stayed with him. But none of this was public knowledge. The relationship was kept private, but it's recently come out because he's come out saying all this stuff against her, which I don't know if I buy. I mean, Gladys is bad. Mm. But it just sort of sounds like she dated this really shitty guy who's now like trying to get back at her because she broke it off eventually. I don't know. I do feel bad. I don't think she's been very lucky in relationships. And to like have a shitty relationship being aired to the entire country. It's usually the way it goes with um, female members of parliaments. Like, mm. I remember uh, Helen Clark in New Zealand always used to get berated by the media for her teeth. Yeah, like, what the fuck? What does that matter? Mm. How does that affect her ability to do her job in any way? Or when Jacinda Ardern first got put in office, they're like, but she's pregnant. What happens oh when she has the God. baby? You know what happened? Her husband looked after the baby while she ran the country and also was a mother. Yeah. And look at New Zealand now. Also, why is it okay for men to be in power but still have children because they don't have to look after them right so they've got like wives to do that for them so that makes it okay yes <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, but yeah <laughs> so he put the post on facebook about this fucking inflatable shark with a santa on top of it and it received more than thirteen thousand comments what i find funny about this who owns the daily mail i'm sure it's murdoch right probably from the tone of this article i'm assuming that it, that it is because all of the comments that they've published in the article are positive. They're all like, that's awesome. Can't wait to see it. That's going to look wicked. Can't wait to see the photos. And they're probably other members I of parliament. I am sure that in that 13,000 comments, there would be people going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they'd have to be. <laughs> so they really painted this in a really like jovial, like, oh, he's like bought this inflatable shark because he loves Cronulla. And like, look at him just being like a dad. And I'm like, I would really much rather hear what he's doing at work. I don't care what he's doing. Anymore. I don't think he's at work at the moment. Surely he has to be doing something as the prime minister. Surely you can't just go on holiday without like anything. How many times has he been on holiday this year if he is? Three? Four? I haven't had that many fucking holidays. Haven't had any. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my carefree <laughs> trip to Hawaii, ScoMo? Oh, I mean, I don't know. He might as well be in fucking Hawaii. for like. I don't think it'd make any difference at this point. You don't see him. You don't hear from him. Yeah. Just kind of forget he's there. Yeah, I sometimes it's easy to forget that he's the leader of our country because I don't hear about him ever doing anything. And look at him. <laughs> Doesn't look like a leader. No. And the fact that he keeps like posting all of these like at home stuff on social media, I know that it's meant to make him more relatable, but if anything, it makes him less relatable to me. Because mm, you don't have an inflatable shark? Because I do not have an inflatable shark and I'm not planning on buying one. You should have just gotten the 20 meters of fairy lights from Buddings like we did. And they look great. <laughs> but do you want to know how much this inflatable fucking shark? Like 300 bucks? From Buddings. It's $130. Fuck. I'm in the wrong... Well, I'm not in any industry at the moment, but... <laughs> God damn. And it was apparently on sale. He, he, he said it was like a bargain at 129 bucks. Well, that would be really just ch pocket change to him, wouldn't it? I mean, maybe he likes to go bargain hunting still. I don't fucking know. Well, I guess you don't get rich by spending your money, do you? But you kind of do. And look, well. you know, I know that I don't like him, but I also hate this narrative that like wives are just eternally annoyed at their husbands. If you're annoyed at your husband that much, maybe you shouldn't be your husband. Let's get a divorce. Let's do it. <laughs> because everything you post, it's like his wife is just like so unimpressed with what he's done. Is he trying to present himself like... The sitcom male lead. I mean, yeah, he is. He's trying to be like that family man, right? To make himself more appealing to the public. Mm. Scott Morrison is Peter Griffin. But like, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Unfortunately, his chin doesn't look like balls. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That just kind of like got me going today when I seen that. And I'm like, okay, so this is the thing that's being reported on about the leader of our country. Bought a shark. Bought an inflatable shark. I'm so glad I know that. <laughs> God. That's ridiculous. That'll stimulate the economy. <sighs> yeah, that 130 bucks he spent. <laughs> It's in his garden, you said, though. I think it's going to go in his garden. Going to go in his garden. Well, did you know that for six weeks, the body of Nathan Day lay buried in a shallow grave in the garden of a Wangaratta home? That took a turn that I was not prepared for. His hair and hip were still visible above the soil. How did no one notice? The grave itself was further covered by broken chairs, old carpets, and a tabletop. So I'm assuming that was deliberately put on top to conceal them? Yes. Quote, with little ceremony and even less dignity... Although Mr. McNamara did say a prayer for him, he was buried in a shallow grave. That's Judge Michael Croucher. Okay, so I'm assuming that this guy killed him. Yeah. Why didn't he just bury him? He did. No, but like, better. Couldn't be bothered. That seems like a really, like, big thing to take a risk with. Even just like a few inches deeper, you know? At least have him entirely covered, because like, isn't it going to start smelling really bad when he starts to decompose and Mm. all of those things? Like, what happens when it rains? (laughs) So the body was eventually found by police after six weeks. They don't say okay, how too long. they found it, but yeah. 44-year-old Darcy McNamara has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for the 2018 murder. So this hey, happened two years ago. Only 20 years? Yep. He didn't get life? No. What? Why? 14 years non-parole. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, you wait till my next story. <laughs> you wait till my next story. No, but seriously, what, you can kill a man, bury him in your backyard. Was it his backyard? I, I might have even been his front. Yeah, it was just the yard of a unit. That's even worse yeah, no. somehow like so okay so you can kill a man bury him in any garden apparently and leave him there for six weeks and still only get 14 years on parole yep what he's is 44 wrong with years our old. justice system so he'll get out when he's 60s so he'll be you know young enough to still have a life after that he might even get out when he's 58 <laughs> i i hate that <laughs> it's fucked uh darcy was assisted by philip dunn who has pleaded Guilty to assisting an offender. So I don't think Philip actually murdered Nathan Day, but I think he helped bury the body and dispose of it. But they didn't specify that. He's actually yet to be tried, so we don't really know. But he assisted him in some way. Yeah. Okay. Exactly what happened is unclear, as both Dunn and McNamara have given different accounts of the events at different times. But we do know Nathan Day was killed by a cut or stabbed in the throat. The article contradicted itself. Oh, okay. Well, I guess a stab is a cut. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, And is believed to have been a case of drunken violence getting out of hand. Have you ever been so drunk that you just stab someone in the neck? No. Yeah. But this is... That's not an excuse. Uh, the three were known to each other as sort of on-again, off-again friends who had like have arguments, stop hanging out, come back together kind of thing. Uh, and they all had alcohol issues. I still... That's, that's still not an excuse for me. Well, how about this? The murderer, McNamara, was sexually abused as a child, beaten by his parents when he tried to tell them, and was abused further in juvenile detention by a staff member who was then later charged for child abuse. Teachers chastised him at school as his parents did not pay the school fees, and he once witnessed his father attack his mother with a claw hammer putting her in a coma from which when she recovered, she was never the same. I kind of hate in a way when they tell these stories about murderers about, oh, but look how bad their life was. Mm. Look, I had a really shitty childhood. Maybe not to the same extent as that or just maybe in a different way. You haven't murdered me I've yet. I've never wanted to like hurt someone because yeah. of it. I would think that if you had seen your mother beaten until she was unconscious, that you would not want to inflict that on anyone else because you would know how that feels. Personally, I'd... Don't believe any of that excuses. Oh no, absolutely what he's not. Done. Doesn't matter what happened um, to you before that. Doesn't excuse. What you I do believe someone. though is that it shines a light again on the system failing. Yeah. So it's failed Darcy in his childhood, yeah. and then it's failed for Nathan Day because of what happened. Because the system failed, Darcy got through the cracks and ended up killing someone because of what happened to him. And well, obviously, not his... of what happened to him, but because of his shitty life and where it led him, kind of thing. But also, like, but there were so many times in between where could have intervened. Like he went to juvie, he yeah. was like, and just you know. It's like, as we always say, they slip through the cracks and something goes horribly wrong. And obviously he had substance abuse issues, which were going unchecked, I assume. He definitely had alcohol issues, on probably on drugs they don't say. Well, alcohol is a substance. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? That's it. That's all I got for you. Mangarata, we can go there. It's not too far away. Sorry? Mangarata. It's like a town between uh, Melbourne and uh, Albury. Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) 14 years just doesn't seem adequate. You went to my next story. Did did it give any justification for such a low sentence? I am assuming it's because of his childhood. Yeah, I just totally disagree with that. Yeah, Um, same. I just, I... 
There's it's like nothing that you guy can tell we spoke me. about weeks ago now who killed that woman on the street after he told everyone I'm going to kill someone. Yeah, it's just fucked. Like I, I, I don't know enough about it to give like a proper opinion, but there has to be somewhere where the system's failing. And like, why? I mean, m- maybe it is being worked on, and I just don't know about it. But you never hear about it, so I'm like, well, why isn't it being worked on? Why isn't it being fixed? Yeah, this stuff keeps happening. People keep dying or getting seriously hurt just because people aren't getting like adequate care or help or whatever. Yeah, like, the fact that he got... Well, I mean, how did he even have a, a juvenile detention, doesn't say. Yeah. What happened? I mean, was it a violent crime? Don't know. That was and really- things sound like they only got worse once he went to juvie, so... Okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about any of that. No? No murder, no nothing in this story. <laughs> this story is actually... I picked it a while ago and I've been hanging on to it, but in a way it's just, like, kind of lovely. I mean, in a way it's just kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> so, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're gay. I'm gay. <laughs> That has to be a soundbite. <laughs> it is. It's um, oh, some fucking dude used to hang out with Filthy Frank. It's like a clip of him in a green morph suit jumping off an oven and landing on the floor and saying, I'm gay. <laughs> okay, so imagine that you're gay. You've you've met the love of your life. Yep. Um, you want to spend the rest of your life with them. Oh, heck yeah. Penis. Also, imagine that you're a girl. Oh, heck yeah. Vagina. <laughs> So you're going to spend the rest of your life together. How do you have children? Just fucking steal one. Okay. How are you going to have biological children? Steal your siblings' children. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you're going to get a turkey baster like that lady <laughs> from a few weeks back. You're not entirely wrong. Yeah. You're going to go for like it was IVF or something? Or? I was going to say, what do, what do you think the process is for a, a, a gay couple who are women to get sperm? Uh, the sperm bank. Yeah, right? Like you'd go, go, go to the sperm bank. I'd like to make a withdrawal of sperm, please. I don't think it works quite like that. Um, <laughs> it's just like a real bank. People are shying away from this way of doing it. Okay. One... Like, going through... Um, I feel like it's a lot of paperwork. I was going to say, going through, like, through doctors and that kind of thing, it's very expensive mm. um, because it is an IVF process. And I, I know how difficult the adoption process is yeah. for straight couples. I can't imagine what it's like for so gay it, ones. either way, whether it's your biological children or you're adopting them, it's not an easy process. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to Especially for adoption, I feel like, yeah, it shouldn't be really easy just to go and adopt a kid. No, but it, it should be a little bit like, quicker and easier. Yeah, you shouldn't You shouldn't be giving kids to just shouldn't anyone. You should just be fucking turning up like it's the pound and be like, yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, it definitely should Find not out be which like kid, that. Kid comes up and what do, what do kids do? They don't purr like cats, thank Christ. What? You know, like you go to the pound, looking for yeah. a cat, you just wait for the first one to come up and start purring on your lap. <laughs> Find the first kid that comes up and asks you a question that you don't go, ugh. That, that, that's, how you, that's how you pick a kid. Yeah, no, that, it, sh- it shouldn't be like that. In saying that, though, there are a lot of um, foster carers that are not great people. They get children all the time. Mm. So I think it's definitely like you shouldn't be discriminated against just because you're a gay couple. If anything, I think they should incentivize adoptions to same-sex couples. Mm. I Like, I feel like it solves... Two problems. Yeah. You're giving homes to kids and you're providing children to a family that would love a child. Yeah, exactly. I I also get like, you know, obviously they should still have the option to have their own children. I mean, yeah. And look, either way, whether they're biological or adopted are both completely valid choices. Mm. Um, It's really, you know, up to the individual or couple what they want to do. However, I'm going to particularly talk about biological children in this one. So do you want to have a guess at how people are now finding sperm donors? Tinder. Facebook. Facebook? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, the article that Is I found- Is there money involved? I'm Sorry? unemployed. Maybe I'll be a sperm donor for lesbians. I mean, you know, that'd be a really nice thing to do, honestly. Easy job, too. Tons of experience. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Look, I just, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, the article I found um, follows a, uh, a lesbian couple who were 21 from Western Australia. Oh, that's really young they, to decide you're going to have a kid. They're married. They're ready. They, they know what they want. hell. Look, that's some so people not know me. younger. That's so not me. That's not yeah, my so, life. 21, I mean, you're already married and having a kid? Fuck. I don't know what the fuck I was doing at 21, but I was probably drinking too much yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> doing shit. I wasn't really like, I'm going to have a child now. I mean, I definitely wasn't ready at 21. It's 21. The year is 1642 and I'll be dead in five years. I better have a child. <laughs> I better have six with three wives because they're going to die in childbirth because it's 16, whatever fucking year I said it was. But the, I mean, this is the thing. Some people just know when they're young. Some people just get married and know what they want to do. And some people mm. want to be parents. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's weird, but good on them. So um, they want to have a big family. Ugh. 
How so are you going to afford that? Barely afford to have two people in this house and two cats. I don't know, but people do it. I mean, my auntie's got eight kids and they somehow did it. So I don't know. You manage. <laughs> anyway, so because they're young and the process of getting a sperm donor is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no money. They Googled how to find a sperm donor in Australia and they discovered a Facebook group called Sperm Donation Australia that has about 5,800 members. Oh. And so some of the people are looking for donors and there are some men in there who want to be a sperm donor. Okay. But don't want to go through the... Because I'm pretty sure you have to get like health checks and stuff to officially be a sperm donor in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So I assume you can't if you've got like a terrible genetic... Yeah, they, won't on, they probably them. won't accept that. You know, it'd so, be like, I'm HIV positive. I'd like to donate blood. I'm sorry, you cannot. <laughs> so, no. I guess it's probably, there, there are probably risks involved with doing it this way. Mm. But actually, now I think about it, AIDS can be passed from mother to child as well, can't it? Or parent to child. I'm not sure. Fairly certain it can. But one of the things that this couple has said that they liked about doing it this way is that you actually get to know the person who's being the donor. Okay. Yeah. So whereas, you know, you go into an IVF clinic and then you just get a random little fucking, you know, whatever in a a 2018 vintage. This specimen was a fine strapping young lad. He was six feet tall and blah, blah, blah. I'm not even sure. I I don't know what information you get about the donor. Surely you'd want a description, right? You could then pick someone like... I don't know that you get to pick. You should. You should. I reckon if you're you're going to a sperm bank, they should have categorized... So you can like, this is really fucked up actually, I'm about to say, but like, you can pick the traits you want. What, that I don't what agree What hair colour would you like your donated child I don't, child I don't agree with that. that is, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's going to be a thing in a few years anyway. Oh, it will be. It's already a thing, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, isn't um, that what like test two babies are that you get to pick certain I guess, things? I suppose, like, surely people want to know. I would assume that you'd want some kind of information about the father of your child. Yeah, it'd have to be something basic. I would want things like, I guess, because you'd, you'd need to know their medical history as well, because you're not going to know what their predisposition Oh, I'm sure to. that they probably would provide you with that information, but, but I'm not sure how much after. other information you get. Yeah. Nationality, I assume, would be I one for know. people, but then I, there's a race issue I've there. never, never, uh, you know, sought out a sperm donor, so I'm not sure. Mm. If anyone does know, please let me know, because I'm actually I'm, really I'm thinking interested. it's kind of like, well, they're just kind of like Juno, where she got to know the couple. Yeah. So, like, this, I guess it's like a sort of reverse of that. They're kind of saying that, you know, you go to a clinic, you don't get to know the person who this is- doctor just fucking opens the fridge and throws a vial at you, says, off you go. <laughs> Pretty much. But, like, you don't get to know the person who is biologically the father of your child. Mm. Um, whereas they're saying this way, you do. Like, it's not, it's, it's a more personal experience. So you get to know the person who is going to be the donor for you. Um, you get to know a little bit about them. And I guess, like, I kind of get that. Because if you think about it, like, even though they're not, like, they might biologically be a parent, they're not really. Yeah. So. I was just thinking, what's it going to be like in 18 years when all these kids grow up and like, oh, I'm going to go find my biological donor parent. That would be very awkward That's another for thing. I think clinics would dads. probably protect against that. Yeah. Whereas this way would not. Because I feel like, yeah, if you donate through a clinic, you know, you don't want these kids who you, you're not. Well, it's not that you, not that you don't It's want not them, like you're giving up a child for adoption kind of no. thing. For the you know, you're just like, I'm just going to donate sperm. I don't give a shit. It's a different thing. And 18 years later, you're walking down the street and you see a little version of yourself. And you're like, hang on a minute. I, 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 I think it's very second. different because you're donating because you want to help someone else. Mm. You're not helping yourself. You're you're not going in to make a child for yourself. You're going in to make it for someone else. Oh, you need cash. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think they pay you. Uh, anyway, I think it's like donating blood. No pay hmm. in Australia. I'm not sure. Someone tell me. But I I did read somewhere that that isn't a thing here. But I think like the thing is about it being personal versus not personal is that you know having a kid is obviously a very personal experience. So it is kind of weird that you don't know who is providing the other half of the DNA. Yeah. So they're saying that they kind of preferred it this way because they got to know them. Um, but I can definitely see like... How do you decide, I guess, to be the mum? I don't know. Because you're kind of picking like... In the situation where you've got a lesbian couple, that kid's going to only have one of the mother's DNA in it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like... So you have two from one, each? one from each, yeah. Mm. I feel like that's that's the solution to that problem. I suppose so. <laughs> I, I also suppose it's usually like a case of one of them would be like, yeah, I'll carry the baby. And then it's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, that might be the case as Maybe well. Maybe it's a lot easier than I think it is. <laughs> but apparently there's a sperm shortage. So even if you do go to a clinic, they might be out of stock. Not enough sperm. It doesn't, uh, grow, maybe, on, it maybe doesn't it does, grow on trees. Maybe it does boil down to not being paid for that. 
That's why it's a sperm shortage. Um, oh, hey, I'm unemployed. And if I need a quick buck, I'd donate sperm for money. I'm sure a lot of people would. Yeah. That's and- why they don't pay. <laughs> you have the illegal, uh, mar- like, organized crime sperm banks. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, apparently sperm and egg donations are, um, are down. Mm. Like, quite a lot. The technology to assist people having children came out in the late, like, 1970s. But since then, there has been apparently a global shortage of sperm. <laughs> so, it's, like, another reason why people go to these, like, Facebook unofficial, like, groups to get donors. How does it Obviously, you can't do that for women providing eggs. Yeah. But, you know, sperm, pretty easily available. How does it work then? They, are you, are I would they, be like, interested they, in that too. Are they jizzing into a cup or does it, like, actually involve... See, it doesn't, it doesn't go into the physical... Does it just because go into turkey based? I don't like, know. Like, can you just turn up to the doctor and go, I've got some sperm, inseminate me, please? Because the doctor's going to be like, where'd you get that? Yeah, I, I don't think a doctor would do it for you because they would... I reckon there'd be, like, legal implications for that kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think, a, like, a GP would let you do that. Or any doctor that has, like, a license. I don't think they would. Because, like, what if it goes wrong? What if there's something... Do you know what I mean? I don't know where that came from. So the last bit of the article was about sort of the legalities of mm. this. If you go through a clinic, they obviously like medically test you and all of that kind of stuff. It's a safer option for the child that you're about to have and probably you going through the pregnancy. And they keep the donor's details on file. So when your child is ready, is ready or wants to find, you know, the other half of their DNA, they can. And I think you get like the, the sperm donor gets to choose whether their details will be made available, kind of like an adoption. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably would opt to do it because, like, I'm sure you'd understand if you were a kid and you wanted to know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it's more inclined to believe people probably don't. Hmm. The other issue around this is that, say, yeah, say you're a same-sex couple who is getting IVF. Legally, the, the other partner, the one who's not physically having the child, is deemed to be the other parent. So yep. say the sperm donor turns up and is like, oh, no, wait, that's my kid. Yeah. They can't do that. Okay. Because I imagine that would happen too, especially if you knew where your sperm was going. So the reason that I'm bringing that up, though, none of this applies when it's done through a Facebook group. Hmm. Okay. Because there's no, no record of, you know, who the parents are, if that makes sense. I, I'm not 100% sure. You might not. I don't know. I don't know if you can put the same gender down as both parents on a birth certificate legally in Australia. I have no idea. That'd be, I, I, I should have looked that up. That'd be interesting to know because then I'm like, if you can't, does that mean you only put one name down? A lot of Virgin Marys all of a sudden. I don't know. My birth certificate doesn't have my father's name on it. Well. <laughs> does that mean I'm Jesus? <gasps> <laughs> yeah. So I think the whole thing about this article is that, yeah, there are people who uh, looking for fucking sperm donors on Facebook. But also, it's probably not the wisest choice to make unless you're willing to take the risks that come with it. But I do just kind of think it's funny that there's like actual fucking Facebook groups that are like, give me some sperm. I wonder what the chats are like on those in the posts on the board. I have to wonder if like the guys sign up thinking they're going to have sex with someone. I'm sure some do. I'm positive some do. Yeah. It makes me wonder how often like, that actually yeah, happens. Oh yeah, I'm going to have sex with a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm envisioning. Have sex with both the lesbians at the same time. It'll be awesome. And I'll tu- <laughs> I'll turn them straight. <sighs> oh no, they just made me jizz into a turkey baster. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. I thought it was funny that people are looking for sperm on Facebook. What is LGBTQ plus anyway? Is that like the premium version of gay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I love did that find TikTok. that TikTok was really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that kid is so funny. <laughs> I'm really into this. I can't. Remember, I don't know what he is. It's like this guy on TikTok. He's like part eighty nine and shit of his videos where he just makes dumb conspiracies. You know that oh, I'm talking about. It's it's not it's not conspiracies. It's just like facts that make you think. If that, and it, yeah, it's just dumb shit. Like I don't know what's some of the shit he says. I'm struggling to remember now. It's playing like the X Files theme in the background, and he's like, "Oh man, it's, it's so shit." Good. Like if you think about it, you never stop clapping. The time between claps just gets longer. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. In the mirror, it's funny. It, uh, I don't. I. You should look up the name of the guy now because you got to give him credit. They are so fucking funny, and I think it's like he does like these delayed reactions where you'll say something, pause, and then go. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's just it's such a simple concept, but it's comedy gold. Can you look up videos you've liked on TikTok? Yeah, you can. So if you go to me down the bottom, yeah, and then the middle thing is the likes. So it's like three tabs. Ah. The middle one is your likes. He's um 
Jesse Joseph Genui, G E N E A U. Honestly, it's it's so good. Yeah, I love it's it. Funny shit. <laughs> Check him out on TikTok. All right, my last story is really quick. Okay, but you're gonna get so fucking mad, oh, really? especially when you hear the sentence. Belgian tourist who funded Australian holiday selling child porn gets jail. What? After a tip-off from American police, the Australian Federal Police have arrested a Belgian man in Australia on a three-month tourist visa for selling child porn to fund his holiday and globetrotting lifestyle. What? He sells child porn and flies around the world. How? Okay. Not that this makes any difference. It's horrific either way. Was he making the child porn? Or no. was he just distributing it? Just distributing it. Doesn't make it any less of a crime, by the way. I'm just curious. I assume. They didn't indicate that he'd made it. But, you know, he's globetrotting. He flew in from Thailand and they arrested him after a few months. 26-year-old, and I'm going to say his name. 26? 26. He has an Instagram as well. If you want to follow him, don't. No. I'm sure it's been taken down now, but, like, he posts all the candid photos of him, like, surfing and, like, sitting in a bathtub overlooking the CBD and shit. And I hate this guy. Like an influencer. Was he an influencer? I don't know. Because that'd be, like, crazy. He's 26 years old. His name was Brian Loison. Or Loison. Loison. I don't know. Belgium names me either he was arrested in april 2019 and he has pleaded guilty he sold packs of child abuse porn for 50 us dollars on his website aren't there like people on the internet looking for that kind of stuff like how can you just have a website well, where do you think they get that that's probably on the dark web oh okay i will admit i don't know how subtle he was with covering his tracks yeah okay i yeah i, I honestly don't know if there's like some kind of uh, because he promoted it code. on social media through his Snapchat and Instagram and shit. Snapchat I kind of get because it disappears, but Instagram? I guess there must be some sort of codes and shit in there. There's, there's probably definitely a secret language that these people use, you know, like map and shit like that. People are like, I'm a map. You should fucking call the police because Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure I've told it on this, on this show before, but if you ever see anyone describe themselves as a map, that stands for mature, attracted person. And it's their way of trying to say it's natural to be sexually attracted to children. It means minor attracted person, minor? but yeah. What did I say? <laughs> I mature? Know. Mature, yeah. Minor. Fuck, yeah, minor. Um, they they want to touch kids. Yeah. And and the way that they, they try and sell that as an okay thing is that, oh, just because I'm attracted to them doesn't mean I'm going to do anything. I wouldn't take the risk. No. So Australian Federal Police identified 19,000 US dollars in profits from his website, which not a lot, but... That's still a lot of people buying from him. I guess. I was expecting it to be Are way more. Are they going to be able to track down the people that bought from him as well? Because clearly, Hopefully. like, that's a concern as well. I guess that is. If that's 19,000 US dollars, $50 a pack, you have it, what, 9,500 customers? That's disgusting. Assuming there's no repeat buyers. That's disgusting. Uh, he also has two bank accounts, one in Australia with 16,400 Australian dollars in it, and a German one holding 8,000 euro. Additionally, he's traveling with $30,000 worth of camera equipment, drones, and scuba gear. I have to wonder if he is someone who's attracted to children, so then seen no issue with doing that. Or he's or just a scumbag. he's just distributing to make money. I, yeah, to fund his international Instagram lifestyle. Either way, he's a fucking piece of shit, and I hope he doesn't ever get I, I don't know which one's worse. I, so, I feel like somehow it's worse if you're not in, like, he's not attracted to children, he's just selling the porn. Yeah, that's just like, then I don't know which just, way is worse. Either way is really Look, bad. you're a monster either way, but I feel like it's worse for you to just be like, I'm just going to make and sell child porn, but I'm not into it. There's yeah, like I a weird detachment could... there where it's really yeah. fucked up. I guess in one way, if it was a person- Because you're literally just doing it for money. Yeah, I guess in one way, if it's a person who has the urge and can't help themselves, that's different than mm. just a person who's going, I don't care that this child is being abused. I'm just going to make money off it. Yeah, so I can drink wine in a bathtub on Instagram. I don't know. Either way, it's fucking horrendous. Mm. There, there, I, there are definitely not many, unfortunately, by the sounds of it, but there are people out there who do find themselves attracted to children- and they know it's wrong, and but there's not really anything out there for them to get help. Because if you come out and say to someone, I'm attracted to children, it's like, what the fuck, you freak. There's no but real things there to be I like, okay, we that's can't. that's perfectly an acceptable response. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but it's like, what help is there for people who realize that, oh, I'm attracted to a child? I'm sure you could go to therapy and admit those kind of things. Is there? All right, well, I don't know. It must be. It'll be all confidential, but. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be something, right? It can't just be a case of. Well, you're a sick fuck, and then I'm just going to leave you alone because they haven't done any crimes yet, right? Right. So we can't do anything until you eventually give in to your own And desires. that's the thing. Like, I, I absolutely do accept that you cannot police people's thoughts. 
People yeah. can think whatever the fuck they want and there's nothing you can do about that. Mm. And that includes doing horrible things to children, unfortunately. Like mm. you can't police that. That's not a crime. And I think like the, the social outrage about it is that when these people do commit these crimes, they don't stop. I'm pretty sure that like pedophilia in the prison system. Is one of the worst repeating offending. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where that whole social outrage comes from because it's like if it's a problem now, it's probably always going to be a problem. Yeah, because then they go to prison, they get nothing for their issues and then mm. they come out and it's like, well, I haven't seen a kid in 20 years. There's one. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I definitely do think that there's like a gap there for people to get help to reform mm. um, even before they've actually done anything. There is actually a town I've read about where um everyone in the town's a former sex offender. Okay. Is that a good thing? Yes and no, I guess. Well, the, it's terrible that there's a whole town for these people. But they live in this town and like well, they're all, like there's no kids allowed in the town. There's things like that. So okay. every single person in the town is a former sex offender in some way or another. Right. So rather than because, you know. But that sort of feels like a prison in itself. It is and it isn't, I guess, because if you go and move in somewhere, you know, how you have to like let the neighborhood know you're a sex mm. offender. Here whatever everyone's a sex offender right yeah so rather than like they're free they they have their jobs in the town they live in this town kind of thing and they're isolated away from it all so it's kind of like you know they're doing the best they can like they've they've made a horrible fucking mistake in their life or mm. we call it that rather than leaving themselves somewhere where it could go wrong again or where they've redeemed themselves but you know 20 years later people are still gonna look at you like you're a sex offender at least yeah. in this town, everyone else gets it. No one's probably really judging you, I suppose. And I guess you do have the freedom of everyone knowing that and them also yeah. being in the same boat. So there is no judgment. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get that. So there's things like that. I don't, I'm not proposing we fucking set up a town full of childs. Yeah. Let's not go there. How long did you think this guy's spending in prison? I hope forever. <laughs> I, why are you laughing? <laughs> Way less than forever. Less than the guy previous? <laughs> yeah. What? Four years. What? Two and a half non-parole. I think I just had an aneurysm. Assuming, uh, hopefully, they don't count. Because he's been arrested in April last year. So, knowing the court system, probably like, well, you've already served two years. That's that's disgusting. How can how can you justify... 26-year-old Belgian man, Brian Loyson, sells child porn and he's currently in prison in Australia and he'll probably be out on the streets again in two years. He'll be 28 by then. His name will probably still be Brian Loyson. Just say that one more time. And he sells child porn. His name is Brian Loyson and he sells child porn to fund holidays. She's from Belgium. I usually don't include people's names in these. Oh, fuck this but guy. But like, fuck this guy. Do not care. That makes me so mad. Yep. How 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 did a judge look at that and go, yep, four years? Four years for child porn for selling it. He sold it internationally. Thousands of people around the world. How many years? Like, in four years? How many years has he been traveling selling child porn? They didn't say. Yeah. He's probably going to serve two and a half. Then you'd be back out and be like, well, I guess I'll continue on. I don't know what's wrong with our justice system. Like, I really don't. Well, that was really heavy. Yeah. And I kind of hated it. I told you, doom and gloom. What's going on with you? Four years for child porn. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't know how a judge would have come up with that number. Four. Four. Maybe with like a zero on the end. I'd be happy with that. Four. At most. <sighs> okay. I, I can't make sense of it, so I'm just going to move on. <laughs> Gonna end on a little bit of a lighter note. So, you really like coffee, don't you? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, apparently there's this guy, Bruno, mm-hmm. who is uh, 34. Okay. And he apparently appears on Kyle and Jackie O's show. Ew. I don't know anything about the radio, so I didn't pick this story because I knew who he was. I don't know who the fuck Bruno is. What I did pick this story for <laughs> is because he posted an Instagram story sharing his recipe for the Bruno Brain Buster coffee. He's not one of these people who does coffee enemas, is he? No, no, this is not an enema. This is something that he drinks. (laughs) Okay, hit me with it. (laughs) It just, oh, man. My my pro tip, if you want to get like a real caffeine buzz, is to uh, wake up in Kyoto at 5 a.m., have a massive nosebleed, go out and try to find this fucking bamboo forest that you meant to see two years ago the last time you were there, and then find a vending machine selling a Pepsi that has five times the amount of normal caffeine in it, walk across a small bridge while drinking the Pepsi to find a first fucking coffee shop with an espresso machine you've seen in, like, a week. (laughs) Slam the Pepsi, buy a long black, watch the sunrise while you drink the coffee, and then run up a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably close to having a heart attack. I had a great morning. (laughs) Then we went to a hedgehog cafe. I mean, that that part sounds pretty good to me. Finally saw my goddamn uh, bamboo forest. (laughs) 
Okay, so he starts with 550 milligrams of tyrosine. The fuck is that? Which is apparently a popular dietary supplement used to improve alertness, attention, and focus. Oh, man, this coffee's so, going to make him shit himself. Um, I think that's probably caffeine-like. Mm-hmm. Then he puts in 100 milligrams of taurine, which is that thing that they keep putting in energy drinks. Yeah, that comes from like a bull's stomach. Yes. Or testicles or something. Um, so that's meant to give you more energy as well, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Okay. Then so he he's puts, just having a Red Bull with a shot of coffee in it. Then he puts 200 milligrams of caffeine tablets. Oh, fuck. He adds two espresso shots to it and then puts a can of Red Bull over the top of that. Oh, God. That's a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, I don't think this is healthy for you. I do not recommend trying this. But I was interested to see what your thoughts would be as a coffee lover as to whether this would be okay. <sighs> Sorry, how, many ca- how much caffeine pills does he put in there? 200 milligrams. Okay. So a standard espresso shot, I'd look it up, also only has about 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. So um, 400 milligrams of caffeine a day is considered safe for the average adult. Yeah. So he's putting 200 milligrams of caffeine pills, putting Plus two espresso that. shots. So he's going up to... 400 just there. Well, no, a single espresso shot is 200 milligrams. Okay, so he's going up to 600 there. Yeah. Then he's putting a can of Red Bull over the top of that, which I'm assuming has some caffeine in it. Ah, my mistake. Sorry, I had it at 100 grams. A f- so a single shot of espresso is usually about 30 mils mm-hmm. or fluid ounce. So that's 63 milligrams of caffeine okay. in a shot. Okay. So it's more like 400. Okay. And 20. <laughs> no? 200? 320. 320. Yeah. So then you, you're putting the Red Bull on top of that, though, which I'm assuming has caffeine in it. Yeah. How much caffeine in a, in a Red Bull, you say? Yeah. Just a standard Red Bull can? Just a standard can of Red Bull. That's only got 30 milligrams. Really? Oh, hang on. One, what's the, they're small cans, aren't they? Yeah, they are. There we are. 77 for the small can. Okay, that's still putting you dangerously close already to, like, your limit of what's considered safe. Mm. And I'm assuming that 400 milligrams is probably the top end of what's safe. Yeah. I mean, you can get a resistance to caffeine pretty easily, but yeah. So, and then put on top of that the dietary supplements Mm. that I would assume have some kind of likeness to caffeine or have caffeine in them. And that's just what you're drinking in the morning. So, like, what if you have a coffee later? I mean, why wouldn't you have a coffee later? It's good shit. There you go. I feel like it's just a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A friend of mine who has had one, he drinks energy drinks all the time. I feel like certainly part of the reason why he had one in his 30s. Still drinks them, <sighs> idiot. Really? Yeah. You thought that you think that'd scare you enough to no. stop? No. I don't think it was a heart attack. It might have been a stroke. Can't remember now. Either way, not good. Yeah. Just drink black coffee, people. It's I mean, got like no calories. It's full of antioxidants. You can have like four cups a day. It's fucking sick. Good shit. I guess the thing is, if this guy's on no milk, morning no radio, sugar, just black coffee. Off you go. I guess if this guy's on morning radio, he's probably getting up at like fucking three a.m. Yeah, but so then I get you that just... you need something, but this is fucking overkill. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Too much. Like, I'd probably still try it once because I like weird drinks, but I don't think I'd become a regular drinker of it. But yeah, he puts it all in a, a tall milkshake glass. You and drinks it like that. Well, how y'all? How diluted is it? I suppose. What do you mean? The I guess things, it's not the things gonna, you would yeah. taste would be the espresso shots and the Red Bull. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, pro- yeah, Red Bull and espresso flavors. Ew. I mean, I don't like either flavor, so putting them together sounds like my nightmare, <laughs> but still. <laughs> you do have to be careful of caffeine. It will kill you. So caffeine is actually an insecticide. I hope that he's not doing this every morning because, yeah, sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, so caffeine's a naturally occurring insecticide in plants. That's why it's there. The plant is using it to kill bugs. So the bugs probably die like a massive caffeine high, but, you know, it's designed to kill bugs and we're huge yeah. people. <laughs> so I think the, the thing is something like... You need to drink, like, two lattes for every kilo of mass you have or something to kill yourself from drinking coffee from a caffeine overdose. But if he's putting pills in there, then then you're in trouble. I was just... Because ever, everyone who's ever died of caffeine's like, done it in its raw form. That's how they've OD'd on it. Mm. Yeah, it's a psychedelic. I, uh... I just quickly scroll down to the comments on this article because I knew that the, the Daily Mail readers would have an issue with it. Why is an unknown who does stupid things for attention worth an article? <laughs> Okay, he's dumb, but you people are stupidly advertising a drink that could potentially kill you. Yeah, well, that's it now. People are going to go out and try it. Well, I mean, that was kind of going to be my question is, would you try it? Yeah. I don't want you to. 
Cause I hear- I'm not going to go out of my way to make it and buy it, but if it was in front, if like I was at the office and he was there, I'd be like, oh, opposite. More because not not, not because I want the wake up. I just I'm, cur- I'm curious. curious enough to know what it, that would taste like. I can't imagine it's good, but you know, I didn't think red, uh, sorry, gin and vanilla coke would be good either. But when I put them together in a cup, it was all right. It actually does kind of look like a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. I assume that it gets the color from the espresso. What else is he putting in it? Like, what's the rest of the liquid? The Red Bull. So how much Red Bull is he putting in? Well, it's a it's like one of those tall milkshake glasses. It's like a 500 mil Red Bull can. Yeah. Okay, because I only use the small one. So let's say it's a 16 ounce Red Bull. That's 145 milligrams of caffeine right there. I definitely think, especially with the um, diet supplements, that it would be well over the daily yeah. recommended like caffeine. And I get that you're getting up early, but maybe just go to bed early instead of drinking stupid shit like that in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because the problem with the caffeine is that it's really easy to, for your body to get used to it. Mm. Uh, but the, also, the nice thing about caffeine is if you don't drink it for a week, your body loses that tolerance. Yeah. And it resets. So if you're having issues waking up in the morning or whatever, you're finding coffee's not doing it for you anymore. It sounds counterintuitive, but stop drinking coffee for a few days. Yeah. And it'll hit you real hard again. <laughs> I can't relate. I don't drink coffee. I picked it because I know you love coffee. <laughs> That's one thing the pandemic has gotten me back into is making coffee at home. Are you enjoying it? It's part of my morning routine, I guess. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh, some days I just can't be asked hand grinding the coffee. Well, why don't you just do a big batch? A big batch of grinding. Yeah. I do. But some days <laughs> I just can't be bothered. I don't grind enough or I use too much. I wouldn't. I kind of want to get... I was talking about it. There's like a, I think it's Electrolux here does a quite well reviewed batch brew machine. Um, so not like your percolator shit that your parents probably had, or your grandparents, but basically you put like 400 grams of beans in the fucking hopper and it just keeps two liters of coffee sitting there for you. Right. Okay. But it's good. It's not. It's not shit. like drip coffee. Yeah. Uh, and you can set it up so that when you wake up in the morning, it's freshly brewed for you. I'm like, that sounds awesome. But that's a hell of a lot of grinding. So I think if I was going to invest in the $400 machine, I'd probably invest in a grinder. But I'm Yeah, enough- why don't you just have an automatic grinder? <sighs> I'm enough of a coffee snob that I won't buy the cheap grinders because the cheap ones are just like two metal blades in there. And yeah, okay, it'll grind up your coffee, but it's not going to give you a consistent grind. CJ. I-, I would have to get one of the more expensive proper like mill grinders where the blades are done in a certain way and it's kind of flat and they're really expensive. Surely there's some middle ground. Hand grinding. No, I mean in automatic grinders. Probably. I really haven't looked into it too much. But we'll see. I think that brings us to the end of our show once again, though. How do you, Did I do okay doing it on the fly? I think so. There's a few more um-sos in there for me to cut out than normal, <laughs> but, you know, it's, we'll get there. I think I lost my we're, way a little bit in that middle story. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the magic of editing, I'll make it seem... <laughs> I did try my best, though. Yeah, it, it's hard. Well, I remember the first few episodes, I didn't really do notes. I just wrote dot points. And then I realized it's not working. It's too hard to keep a train of thoughts. So. I mean, I've always done notes. So that was the first time doing it on the fly. But I had a, a breakdown this morning. So I I ran out of time. Been a busy day. <laughs> just, just for context, the breakdown was about some audio that I lost. Yes. So, An hour and a half as, of as audio As we mentioned last week, and she said she wasn't going to promote it, and Hart's working on another podcast without me. <laughs> yeah. I just called you Hart. Amanda. Um, <laughs> and they recorded their first episode, and unfortunately, the audio got corrupted. Yep. But only on her side. But because of how they're recording it, it means half the audio is gone. Yep. So All yeah, gone. we pretty much lost the first recording we ever did, which I'm still kind of really bummed about. And so I had a breakdown this morning, so I couldn't recover it. So we just have to say goodbye to that first episode. But don't worry, they will do the content from that episode again one day. One day. And we did record another first episode today. So that's why I've run out of time. So hopefully it'll still be going live. On the 30th. The, at the end of this week. Yeah, bit nerve wracking. So it's it's it, like obviously I've sat in front of a microphone and talked for an hour or, or so before, but it's a bit different. It's different. It is. It's a bit. Well, I mean, it, it's also a new podcast that we're trying to launch, which is nerve wracking to begin with. Yeah. No idea if people will listen to it. Um, well, I mean, we have the same concerns with this one. I think it's a bit harder launching a true crime podcast because well, it's oversaturated. Yeah. Whereas we're doing something a bit different now if only we knew how to advertise it yeah tell your friends yes please (laughs) tell your friends i promise i'll have notes next week i won't be this unorganized (laughs) okay well if you have stories like this middle or let us know anything at all you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com that's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com and as always you can follow us on twitter at fuckmedeadpod to keep up to date when episodes are released all this information and more is provided on our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com which has a list of ways you can listen to the shows and you can listen to the podcast directly from the website itself oh my god (laughs) 
Subscribe if you have the time, or if you can on your platform, please leave us a review and tell your friends and your family and your pet, dog or cat. If you have a pet, dog or cat, send those our way too. I want to see. Yeah. And if you have other pets that aren't dog or cat, we'll see. Any of your pets. I'd love to see them. Yeah. Is that that it? I'm done. That was so professional. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Professionalism. Oh, Follow else? me on Twitch at CJ underscore at what, what the fuck am I on Twitch? <laughs> what the fuck my Twitch handle? CJ underscores Twitch TV. Yeah. <laughs> Playing Sleeping Dogs at the moment. How's that going? Is has the The honking, honking stopped? stopped. <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna get a chance to play it again. I was gonna play it tomorrow night, but then I realized I got a thing on, so probably Tuesday night for more sleeping dogs. Nice. And on Wednesday it'll be Among Us as always. Although by the time this goes live. It will be Wednesday, so you've missed the uh, Sleeping Dogs <laughs> on Tuesday, which was last night, technically, even though it's in the future. Well, people should just follow you so that they know when you go live. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Do okay. that. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps us up for another week. Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.